Speaking of Twitter, you can follow Jeremy Reisman online at Detroit Online, the Pride of Detroit podcast as well. Jeremy covering training camp for the Detroit Lions. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate uh, making some time here. Have you fired off any X's today on social media? <laughs> uh, I have plenty, plenty of X's. That's like the <laughs> lifeblood of uh, of you of you writers, and you're doing an amazing job covering the Lions. Um, in fact, on the uh, on uh, Pride of Detroit, I was just checking out an article from one of your. Um, uh, compatriots Eric Schlitt thank God for the L in that one about uh, Jared Goff and Amon St. Ra are firing on all cylinders yeah no it was a it was a big day um, for, for those two particularly Amon Ra um, who just looks like he's you know he's not a guy that's ever going to lose I would think that the motivation that he has and uh, just continues to get better and better and kind of perfect his art there. Um, but it's, it's kind of a welcome sign because when we saw this team team in the spring, it really seemed like kind of the defense had the offense's number, which was a, a little bit of a surprise uh, given how good the offense was last year and how, how many struggles we saw the defense go through. But now it seems like maybe, you know, they're, they're installing a little bit more with their offense. They're, they're getting a little bit deeper into their playbook and they're kind of catching some of the fire that they had at the end of last season. So, um, yeah, they're, they're picking up where they left off at the end of last year. And, uh, and Amon Ra just looks like the, the guy that we've known for the past two years here. Uh, I mean, in what you see on a day-to-day basis. Uh, so that momentum carries from the end of last year. They're all very familiar with, with this. And it's just kind of like building all this momentum going on. Um, When you say deeper into the playbook, are you seeing things that you haven't seen before? Not, not necessarily. I think just when you when you're in the spring, it's more focused on like getting the basics down, um, not not throwing too many like. I, the, the, the term that they like to use is eye candy, right? Is, is the play action. It's kind of um, some of the, the ball fakes, things like that. We weren't seeing a ton of that in the spring, and, and that's pretty normal. That's just them, like, you know, getting the fundamentals down, and now you, you just kind of basically get into what they were doing. And, and we've talked to some of the, the Lions coaches and players, and um, I think their approach to this year is obviously you have to grow and you have to evolve because if you just kind of stay still and assume you're going to be able to reciprocate or re, re produce i should say um you know the the fifth highest scoring offense that you did last year by doing the same things you you know you're you're falling behind everyone has all that on film now so um but but at the same time they know what they do well and so i think part of them are up for the challenge of like we know what we do well we don't care if you know what we do well we think we're good enough to beat you even though you know what we're going to do and so it's kind of a balance between adding a, a few new wrinkles but at the same time staying true to what you know you're pretty good at uh denzel mims is a newcomer and uh from what i'm understanding he seems to be making an an impact right away with this team yeah i would say yesterday's practice was a little bit more notable than this year this today's practice not that he was bad today but he just didn't see a lot of balls come his way during uh, 11 on 11 drills and that'll happen when you know there's 14 wide receivers out there for you but um definitely the, the speed jumps out in an instant we talked to him yesterday and he talked about he immediately jumped into the playbook you can tell this is a guy who's very motivated by how his career went with the jets how it all ended we know he asked for a trade last year 
finally got it this year. And so definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder. He talked to tw- he talked to Jared Goff for like 20 to 30 minutes the day he got traded so that he can get deeper into that playbook so that it can kind of hit the ground running. And I would say the early returns are, are positive. You know, I think he still has very much a long way to go to make the roster. Um, but I think he's, he's put out a good first step here. And, you know, once the pads come on in, in a couple of days here, uh, I think that's when he's going to really have the opportunity to, to, to show whether, you know, he's just kind of, a, a a workout machine or if you know once things get physical once things get real can he get physical and and start working his way up the depth chart i find it interesting that this um with jameson williams missing those first six games practicing with the team now a little bit hurt but not a big deal as i'm understanding do you think he's feeling pressure when a player like denzel mims comes in because he never really got started last year, and now there's people that are going to be taking reps away from him and getting an opportunity to to show what they can do. Do you think that that plays in the back of his head? Maybe. Um, to me, he seems like a very intrinsically motivated guy. I, I think he he's eager enough to get out there himself. Like I know Lions fans, including myself, are, are just kind of chomping at the bit to see what this guy can do on the field, but from everything I understand about the guy, like he is just as eager, if not more to, to get out there and show what he can do. So, you know, I'm sure he's a little bit frustrated by being sidelined here for, for a day or two or whatever it ends up being. But, um, you know, I, I think he's more internally focused. And so bringing in Denzel Mims, bringing in, you know, you know, and Antoine Green is a seventh round pick, those sort of things. I don't think it necessarily impacts what he, he wants to do, but he certainly knows like you said, you know, misses most of his rookie season, which I think was expected, and now missing the, the first six games of this season, he knows the pressure is on him to, to produce, and, and I think he's probably up for that challenge. Jeremy Reisman from the Pride on Detroit, Pride of Detroit, excuse me, podcast, and you can follow him on Twitter at Detroit on Lion. You can find him there. Uh, are the Lions? Do you think that they pay attention to the hype? Because as the days pass in this training camp, more and more people outside of the Detroit area and Michigan area are starting to talk about them seriously. Um, what do you What do you think that they are experiencing as this all unfolds? Yeah, I think the, the general gist we get from the players is like, we're, we're trying to block it out as much as possible. We're trying to stay like we, we feel like the underdogs. We want to stay. We kind of want to keep that mentality where we haven't proven anything yet. We haven't gone to the playoffs yet. We haven't done this. We haven't done that. But they're also kind of at the same time admitting like it's unavoidable. You can't you can't not hear it. You can't. You know, people are, I'm sure, tweeting things at, him, at, at these guys every day. It's on ESPN that, you know, inside the building, I know they have NFL Network playing all the time. And so it, it's there, it's in front of them. But I think their mentality is we can't buy into this stuff too much yet because, again, they, they haven't proven anything. They haven't won the NFC North in 30 years. They have to continue the mentality that got, that got them to where they're at now, which is we're the underdog. We still need to put in the work every day. We still have to, you know, prove to ourselves and prove to everyone else in this division, in this, in this league, that the lions aren't going to just be a hype machine. Um, we, we've seen lions fans and, and, and sometimes even the media think that this team is, is ready to finally turn things around and it hasn't happened. And so I think they're kind of leaning into that history of like, we don't want to be the letdown lions like we have in the past. Yeah, it's really remarkable for me. Uh, this is the 43, 43rd year that I've been following this team. And though, you know, they didn't even make the playoffs last year, but yeah. I, I cannot express how exciting it is when you look at this team on paper and the potential 
Um, and and honestly, when it started out last year, when uh, I think it was 0-6, people were calling for Dan Campbell to be fired already, yet here we are, probably more excited than we've ever been, ever. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's truly a, a remarkable change in, like, a complete 180 in feeling about this organization in less than a year. Because you're absolutely right. This team was 1-6. and six. They had, you know, Sheila Ford had to come down from her, you know, ivory tower and say, hey, I still believe in this. I mean, that was that was last October, where anytime you have an owner that, that's coming down to talk to the media, that, that's bad. You're in a bad situation. Um, you, you never want to be in, in the kind of situation where your owner has to clarify that they still believe in the front office. They still believe in the head coach. And, and lo and behold, two months later, this team is beating Green Bay, a place that they never used to win at all. And, and they had nothing to play for, and Green Bay had everything to play for. And, and you, you win eight out of your past ten games. Um, it truly is kind of remarkable how far this, even just the perception of this franchise has gone in, in a matter of months. And it's hard to disagree with it, though, right? Like, it, it, it was understandable, I think, to be frustrated by the lack of wins when they had only had you know, by that time, what, four wins total under the Dan Campbell era? Right. And I think it's also completely understandable to be excited when they go eight and two down the stretch. So uh, it, it, it shows that sometimes these things take patience. It shows that sometimes when, when you are knocking on the door, you know, they came very close in a lot of those first six or seven games. Um, you, you, sometimes that the patience does pay off. Now, again, that's, that's always a hard sell to Lions fans, right? It's like, be patient. When the Lions are losing, just be patient. It's going to turn around. We've, we've been here a lot of times, and, and that turnaround never happened. But, uh, but it did last year, and I, I, think, I think it sent a lot of good vibes going into this offseason. Jeremy Reisman from the Pride on Detroit podcast. You've seen Dan Campbell. You've interacted with Dan Campbell year one, year two during that one and six start, and up to now. Has his demeanor been the same during the bad times as they were when the momentum was starting to build? Is he consistent in basically how he handles himself? Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd say, I mean, it, it becomes kind of a cliche with some people where they say like, they're the same person every day, but Dan Campbell is, is the same person every day. And whenever anyone asks me what it's like to be around that guy or, you know, what's he like when, you know, he's not behind the podium, I, I tell him like his mo his best quality and maybe most defining qual- quality is his genuineness. Like that guy is genuine when he's in front of the camera, he's genuine when he's behind the camera. I mean, he is just himself every single day. And uh, he can be an emotional guy at times when, when it, it requires it, but he can be a very calm and sturdy guy as well. So it's, you know, what you see on hard knocks, what you see, like all that is, is him. He's just unequivocally, unapologetically himself. And so I don't think any of the hype is necessarily impacting him. I don't think the lows were necessarily impacting him in, in a way other than, you know, what it normally would. And so um, I think, I think he's just, He's that steady leader that um, is, is going to be consistent on a day-to-day basis, and uh, he can be a certainly entertaining one at times too. So uh, I'll take that as, as a writer. yeah, yeah. I like him. It just I don't know. I just something about the guy. It's uh, you know, and 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 when we would watch the Lions, and you know, I'm just a fan for God's sake, uh, and I, and I would see Matt Patricia, and for some reason when Matt Patricia would talk. And the, you know, hey, uh, respect the team, sit up straight in your chair, all that nonsense. I just, I don't know, it just the likability wasn't there. Can you compare how 
the team is with Dan Campbell as to the way they were with Matt Patricia? Was there a different mojo then? Um, Because even though they're professionals, I'm of the opinion that because of the way the leadership was back then, it, you know, people don't want to come to work as much because they've got that to deal with. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, when a team is winning, it's going to look a lot different when, when they're losing. And so you always have to at least factor that into the equation of, of what the, the vibes are in, in the locker room and things like that. But the one thing I'll say is, like, when it comes to media relations, players are so much more relaxed under this regime. They're, they're so much more and, – and this is something that the coaching staff preaches not only to the players but their fellow coaches is, like, be yourself. We're not here to censor you. We're not here to tell you you need to say this to the media or you need to say that to the media. They are very much themselves, and sometimes that means letting loose a square. Sometimes that means, you know, playing around with the media. We, we see a bunch of, you know, players jump behind other players while they're doing media sessions and things like that. So, they're, they're again, it's, it's that authenticity that you feel from this coaching staff trickling down to – um, the players and you know it, it was not like that at all under under Mr. Right. Patricia everyone was walking on eggshells everyone was kind of turning to the PR guy and like am I, am I allowed to answer this question should I say something here and um, you know while while that's only a media facing thing you have to wonder if that sort of thing affects the rest of your job if you have to kind of walk on eggshells everywhere you step maybe you don't play as hard maybe you, I mean if you're, if you're fearful for your job if you're fearful of getting scolded out at every step of the way it's obviously going to affect how you do your job. And so just from a management standpoint, everything seems so much looser, so much more relaxed. And I think when you have that kind of working environment, you probably perform a lot better. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I work here with Bill. I mean, he's always, you wouldn't believe how the guy is just a wealth of joy. Yeah, it helps. Um, so basically they're having fun. And, and I guess uh, when they're supposed to have fun, but when it's time to work, they're going to work and doing the right things, at least early on in the uh, practice sessions that you have seen Jeremy Reisman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no question. And, and that's, that, that's part of, like, I think the agreement there is, like, when you're in front of the media, when you're in the locker room, you can goof off, you can play, you know, ping pong, you can play video games, whatever. But like, once you step on the field, everything changes. Like you have to be locked in. You have to be putting in the work. You have to be putting work in the, in the, you know, the weight room, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it, it and, and, and again, that goes back to some, some of the tenants that, that Dan Campbell believes in, which is, you know, you got to believe it. You got to be yourself. You, you, you gotta, you know, be a football player when, when the thing, when, when the opportunity calls for it. But when you're off the field, you can do whatever you want. Be yourself. You know, as long as you're not getting into trouble, as long as you're not breaking the law, you're, you're, be yourself. That's fine. And, and sometimes you need that, right? Like you need to kind of compartmentalize your life so that when you're in the building, you're in work mode. But when you're out of the building, you can relax. Exactly. Jeremy Reisman at Detroit Lions camp last year during hard knocks, Malcolm Rodriguez emerged as this kind of like darling, you know, and, yep. and, and it, it kind of, he parlayed it into a, a pretty darn good rookie season and had a strong impact with the team. Uh, early on, we don't have the benefit of watching that this time around. Um, are you seeing any, uh, any budding storylines that may come out of left field for, for some of the fans? As, uh, as you watch these players practice? Yeah, I would say, depending on how tapped in you are to the Lions, the name Starling Thomas, I think, is one that you might want to know this year. Um, an undrafted guy, um, cornerback. He's a, a blazing fast guy, and I don't think he's necessarily going to get a lot of time on defense, but he is 
a guy that at this point I'm expecting to make the team, which is kind of surprising given how better, how much better the roster is to be thinking at this point, this early in training camp that an undrafted guy might make the, the 53 or man roster, but he's, he's fast. He's physical. Um, he's probably going to be the team starting gunner uh, on the punt team. And, and he's, he's, He's a scrappy dude. He he went up against uh, Jermaine Effetti, an offense, a veteran offensive tackle. They got into a little scrum today at practice, and so you know if he's got that kind of like fiery attitude, you know that this coaching staff is going to love something like that. And you know, God forbid the Lions get in a, another injury pinch in, at the cornerback position. I think he's a guy that might be able to step in. <laughs> That's a lot to ask of an undrafted rookie, but um, given that fiery attitude, I, I really compare it a lot to Jerry Jacobs in his first year, who obviously went from an undrafted rookie to, to now, right now, being lined up as a line starter. Uh, you said Starling Thomas? That's right. Okay, I want to make sure I get that right. Excellent. That is good to know. Um, my gosh, so that is uh, that is fantastic. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit podcast, at Detroit on Lion. Am I, I'm getting that right, right, Brad? Did, you got it. I, so it's at Detroit on Lion, you know, yep. uh, on Twitter. Uh, all right, I tell you what, covering training camp, it is a uh, it is a pleasure to have you on the show, um, and I can't wait to talk to you again. And go Lions! Thanks for the the, uh, the opportunity, Eric. I, I, I loved our talk as well. All right, buddy, Jeremy Reisman.